Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Cool breeze in my head sweet smoke flying through the air It's the way I feel Smoking on a fancy guy All right, hello everybody and welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops studio headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching us live from. Or if you're watching us after the fact or listening to us after the fact on uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and Nick and Dave. And we have two very special <clears throat> guests with us tonight. We have... Returning guest, retired Major League Baseball star, Orlando Cabrera. He's the guy down there. The guy sitting next to me here is Sean Reinhardt, who is joining us for the very first time, very much against his will. (laughs) The general manager of Twins Smoke Shops, Sean Reinhardt. Thank you guys for being with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. How long has this show been going on? Like, Two and a half. Two and a half years. years. I, didn't he, I thought this was. Didn't even yeah, know this existed. When did uh? <laughs> when did Nick come back, Dan? Since when did Nick come back? Yeah, you said Nick, not bad. <laughs> did I say Nick? Yes, you yeah. did. Did I say Nick? Yes. Did you drink before this? <clears throat> no, that's not the point. It's just, yeah. it's just really, really funny, Pat. We look really different. Kind Dan. of really funny, Pat. You know, yeah. not acknowledge you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. That's fine. Pat Wente. Pat Wente's with us down there. Not Nick. Prison Nick is where? Dave? (laughs) In prison. (laughs) Working, not serving time. On a a serious note, though, I want to thank uh, all you guys, Danny, Paul, Pat, Dave. Cheers. For all the work you do for Twin Smoke Shop, this podcast. You know, we know you do it out of your heart and love for twins and it's impressive it really is and um, i applaud you guys and I, you guys know i love you so we love you Thank too man you. we love you too sean i appreciate, we, we appreciate you guys you. and we love <laughs> and we love you too my friend yeah, yeah. orlando it's, it's nice to have you on too yeah, uh, yeah okay, orlando's pretty oh good. orlando's yeah. one yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll get to orlando we'll get to orlando soon um this was actually hey, man. this was actually orlando's idea to have sean on the show yeah because Orlando wanted, he thought that, you know, one of the most interesting guests we could have is the behind-the-scenes guy. And Sean is the behind-the-scenes guy um, at Twin Smoke Shop. He's not often in the light. He's not often, you know, out front. But he's really the guy that makes things happen. And so this is going to be a real special treat, which will probably never happen again. So make sure you star this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's the only time you're ever going to get it right <laughs> and uh what we are smoking tonight we're smoking one of um uh, kurt kendall's 
724 Factory 57 Torpedoes, which just got a 90 in Cigar Aficionado. Yeah, baby. A great rating. It is well-deserved. But this is just not any 724 Factory 57 Torpedo. Nope. What has happened to this cigar? Because I had one of these earlier today, and <clears throat> it's not like this. Exactly. And I have some. This is one of my favorite uh, cigars from Kurt mm -hmm. um, out of the uh, 57, uh, Factory 57. And um, I took a box uh, about a, six weeks ago, and okay. I put it in my, uh, in my humidor uh, with um, Canadian uh, whiskey. And it's been sucking down, you know, all those, uh, all the liquor in there. And this is what you taste right now, tasting that sweet, sweet molasses. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the cigar really mellows down. Um, you know, I think it's a superb cigar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is silly. Yeah. fantastic. Silly. Um, now, the Factory 57 features a Nicaraguan Jalapa Habano wrapper, Costa Rican binder, and um, Honduran, Nicaraguan, Colombian fill, uh, fillers. It's a 6x52. Um, Cedar, earth, leather, and coffee. That's what I got. That's what I get off the, the cigar when I get it off the shelf. This is a completely different different animal. Yeah. What, yeah. Paul, Paul, what are you picking up off of well, this? Well, all those notes that you mentioned before, Danny, and I also get a little bit of black pepper mm -hmm. from the Factor 57. Uh, this time I'm getting super smooth, mm -hmm. um, that nice molasses, as, as uh, Orlando has mentioned, um, earth, cedar, um, and like you said, a little bit of cocoa too. But mm -hmm. uh, the one, the one primary note that I'm not picking up at all is that black pepper. I think his aging in the whiskey has kind of mellowed that out a lot, produced a nice light spice. But retrohale it, it is phenomenal. Yeah, really, really rich, smooth, but really awesome. Mm -hmm. Sean, what about you? Do you agree, or do you think he's uh, a just blowing smoke? <laughs> no, I get a lot of baking spices. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a standing desk and I'll mock Sean him. has been removed from the panel. <laughs> citrus. A little bit of citrus. Cocoa. Probably a lot of your notes. <laughs> but a little bit of spice. A little bit of spice. A little bit of spice. But boy. That Canadian. What's the Canadian whiskey? I don't know the name. I don't want to give the name away. Spectacular. <laughs> I'm thinking about. I mean, this cigar is already tremendous, but tremendous. you just enhanced it, and it's remarkable. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, Pat Wente, uh, what do you think about the whole baking spice thing? Is that there or not? You know, <laughs> I think that was just blowing smoke a little bit. You know, Sean's in. <laughs> but um, I'll shadow what you guys said about you know what the cigar tastes like before the enhancement. And it's interesting to me because, you know, I, Orlando said, it, I think it was six weeks in the humidor around that time. Yeah. So it's almost like it fast forward that aging process and it really smoothed the cigar out. And if you like take your time and you really taste the cigar, I think the notes that are originally there are still there. But there was this, mm -hmm. you know, nice sweetness, like that sweet molasses that kind of mm -hmm. blended everything together. And it kind of takes like the more predominant profile. Mm -hmm. But everything else is still there on the retrohale if you just kind of take your time with it. So... It's definitely oh, yeah. my favorite 724 I've had so far just because of that enhancement to it, though. It's awesome. Pat, you know I love you, right? I know, Sean. I love you, too. <laughs> well, Pat's awesome. Happy He's uh, a certified tobacconist and just a, a well-educated young man. 
love listening to him talk. We're proud of you. Thank you. We have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Is Sean getting paid right now? <laughs> like, nope. uh, like the rest of us, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So tell me, you, you guys have been, you and Orlando have been friends for a while. And if, if you come into Twin Smoke Shop at Londonderry, especially in the morning, there is a fair chance that you will see Orlando and some of his friends, probably Kelly and Sean, <laughs> sitting in the office kibitzing while he's trying to work. Now, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and obviously you guys are all having a good time. It's been going on for a while. How did you guys meet? It wasn't off of some, you know, you weren't at like some Boy Scout meeting or something. No, right? probably like like eight, eight, maybe nine it was years Craigslist. ago. Craigslist. It's been a while. Craigslist. It's been a while, right? Eight years? Eight years? Nine? Eight. Yeah, nine? Nine years? Yeah. So I was running, we were back in Londonderry in the old store, which is like 1,500 square feet, I want to say. Maybe 2,000. We had a... Which is like the size of the humidor now. Size of the humidor. <laughs> it's, it's bigger than that. It was probably 2,000 with both floors and... Mm. I ran, I was actually, Kurt and I at that time were both bartending and running the retail. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. I mean, and by the way, if, uh, I, wanna, I also want to thank Kurt. I didn't get a chance to say that. I mean, I love that man. He's really given me a good opportunity here. and I love him. That's it. Okay. Um, you need some toilet paper or something? Yeah, shut the up. <laughs> he's a good man i love him that's it so it was a sunday and this guy walks in you know and i've always been uh the, the model for me is always never prejudge anybody you know who, you never know who's walking through the door right so i would treat everybody with respect and i just reached out my hands and my name's sean he said my name's orlando so if there's anything I could do to help you, make some selections, please let me know. You know, my normal routine. And then he never said his last name. And then, you know, I'm looking. I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. I couldn't, I couldn't place it. We just started chit-chatting. Then he went up in the lounge. And I remember him giving me a cigar. He goes, here, you want one of my cigars? I'm like, are you a cigar rep? And he goes, no, I, just, I have my own cigar. No, okay. It was from Columbia. So him and I started smoking his cigar. You remember this, right? Yes. So we're up in the lounge. <laughs> and uh, finally, I'm like, hey, I got to go up front. I got to do some work. Relax. Is anything I can get you? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I got to, I got to, I think this is Orlando Cabrera, man. So I go and I Google it. And sure enough, it's Orlando Cabrera sitting in my lounge. I'm like, wow. You know, I play cool. I don't want to be stupid. Hey, can I have your autograph? You know, go crazy. So <laughs> like Danny did. <laughs> uh, that is know, so the opposite of me. Yeah. That's kind of how the story started, yeah. and we, we just the friendship just really grew from there. It grew to a, mm. a a pretty pretty strong friendship. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, it was a nice uh, experience that day, and uh, especially going back to that store when you know so close mm. even like the customers that were creating a little trouble were like right there so you can't miss any trouble yeah and uh <laughs> and i was uh 
I was like, man, you know, I saw a couple of guys with guns and knives, and I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Welcome but to the New man, Hampshire. you know, the man makes me feel like, you know, nothing's going to happen. You know, people was just there enjoying uh, a drink and a cigar, and uh, really liked the, you know, the store and, and, and the way he was handled the customers. You know, I had a bad experience before, and uh, I, was, I was happy that the things were different. Mm. So... When did the whole sitting in the office thing start? How did that start? How did you let that happen, Sean? <laughs> well, I mean, years go. Years go. I mean, now we're. I mean, him and I have been. We're already friends, probably six years before we got into the new place. I think something like that. And you know, him and I are both morning guys. So he, you know, I say, hey, come by in the morning, man have a coffee and a smoke and mm. he'd come by you know in the morning and we'd smoke uh opus coffee and uh it's another thing another reason too so anytime you want to ask me i can tell you the reason what's the reason what's, what's the reason well he he was the guy that made me play golf yes in the beginning so he owed me for the golf because i didn't know how to I didn't even know how to swing that thing. He sucked. And, and <laughs> oh my God, it was horrible. It was horrible. And um, I was horrified. Yeah. So playing golf and like in the mornings, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, every day we play, when we play on Mondays, I was always stressed out the entire day. So I was like, hey, I, I got to go there in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, welcome to, to come in the morning. And I was like, all right. So I start going in there and like, he used to usually work when I was there. And uh, and then we just start talking about different things, and we had so much stuff in common mm -hmm. that, you know, he, he, I stopped, you know, he stopped working. Not stopped working. He was working, but, like, you know, we just start talking, and, like, you know, we start becoming very good friends and close friends mm -hmm. and <clears throat> our wife mad and all that stuff. So, like, we, you know, we start talking about all kinds of stuff and like he was venting i was venting out like you know so like we kind of like both uh therapists yeah. if you can say it we were, we were, we were counseling each other counseling yeah. each other you know and, and that's how that's an important relationship to have that's oh, how many people we would yeah. cry together well no I, I was the crier i'm the crier he didn't cry he would just console me it's okay sean have you ever played poker with him no because he's amazing <laughs> so wait, money? let's go back to the golf. <laughs> let's go back to the golf. So, uh, what is golf? I run a golf tournament every year, and you know, I didn't want to go out. Of, I didn't want to ask him. Cause I didn't want him to think he had to do it. But I asked him. Like, what, I'm sure you get asked to do fundraisers and golf tournaments all the time. And Sean, what do you need? I'm like, I run a golf tournament. I'm in. I'm like, all right. I'll bring my father-in-law's clubs. So I brought my father-in-law's clubs. He had no clubs. Oh. He just showed up with a bag of cigars. So we get on a range, and I teach him how to do some things, boom, boom, boom. And, I mean, this guy's a world-class athlete. So he gets up, and the first ball he hits is like 300 yards. It's gone. I'm like, Jesus, this guy, look at this guy. Look at this guy. I'm like. That was my, my only good shot that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. He's so humble. It He's was so over humble. after that. Yeah. <laughs> so as the years progressed, we would play every Monday. And we only did like nine holes, and then we go to lunch, and we chit-chat, blah, blah, blah. Because I always felt like he didn't want to play, so it was like, 
you know, we'd do two hours and get out of there. About two, maybe three years ago? Probably three years ago now. He's like, hey, why aren't we playing other courses? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think you wanted to really play. He's like, no, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. I'm like, okay. We start playing. So this guy, this guy over here goes from like a 400 handicap <laughs> to a 10. And he's a remarkable player today. It's sensational to watch how a professional athlete can just absolutely figure it out. You know what I mean? Where I've been playing for 30 years and I suck. And it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I mean, who loses 14 balls in one round? You. Me. Brand new, too. Oh, my God. The yellow ones. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. He's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that um, Sean is here. Uh, I, I, I talked to him about it. I, you I think, bullied him into it. You know what I'm saying? But he, yeah. he needs to be in things like this because there's a lot of things that, you know, with all, the re all, all, all my respect to Kurt, and he knows it, uh, I, I think Sean needs to be more involved in this stuff because he, he's the guy that really runs the show, right? If you, you know, with all the respect, with all respect to, uh, to Kurt um, and, 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 and everything in a, in a, in a good uh, uh, platform, uh, I see Sean doing things, and, and and the salesman that he is is just amazing. I, I learned so much from him, like selling stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, how did he even know this, mm. right? And I and I asked him, I was like, hey, how do you how do you know about this guy? He was, I don't know. I saw him this dude in there. I'm like, and, and it takes um, um, really a, a particular person to to know these things. And and uh, I tell you, I, I learned. He probably doesn't know that I'm watching and I'm learning because uh, yeah, that's what I do. I always try to learn and, and, and make you know assessments about people and, and he's one of the guys that like I really, really impressed me every day doing yeah. the little things well, in that store. Well, now that you beat me in golf, there's no way I'm teaching you tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already bought my uh, Wilson record. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, sorry. For the record. All right. You're not beating me in tennis, my man. I love you, but it ain't happening. All right. All right. Before we start coming to blows on this and everything, what what are we drinking with this? I, I realize we we never talked about what we're pairing with the cigar. Well, so the reason you guys are, 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 are tasting uh, a lot of uh, molasses and stuff like that was because mm -hmm. I, I thought that this um, port, the Tawny port, uh, Graham, 20 years old, uh, that I have for last 10 years in my house. I, th I thought I was going to pair really well with this cigar mm. in case, like Paul was saying, the pepper of the Jalapa mm -hmm. uh, wrapper was going to be there. But, it's I mean, not. so far it's been oh. incredible. Oh, yeah. with Sensational. The cigar. So it, it doesn't take over uh, of the cigar or your palate, uh, if you can say it this way, and let the cigar be the star. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a different toss or, or. Well, it's as if it, if if what you did to the cigar with the whiskey didn't smooth it out already. It's even more smooth with the port. It's yep. really, really now it's it 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 does in a sense kind of play on the on the, the sweetness from the whiskey. So it kind of kind of cancels it a little bit, but it's bringing out a lot more of the earthy see yep. uh, the leather notes. Yeah, yep. that's exactly. the, that's the natural. Uh, Byproduct of the tobacco, yeah. so yeah. it really the cedar is. Cedar really comes forward. It does, mm -hmm. yeah. And with the with the enhancement that's mm -hmm. been done to it, yeah. Um, 
Cigar Enhancement. Mm -hmm. yeah. CE. Cigar Enhancement. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about um, the cigar industry here. And I have questions for both mm. of you on this. <clears throat> and Sean can give us one perspective being in the business. Orlando, you can give us your perspective as a consumer and aficionado. You know, what's... What is it that draws you into cigars in the industry? Why have you stayed, you know, with Kurt and with Twins for so long? What what's what are the things that you really enjoy about the cigar industry? Because I, I mean, I feel you. You mind if I go? You want to go? Mm -hmm. I've had many opportunities to move on from the cigar industry, to make a lot more money out there. I don't want to. I love this industry. I think of all the friends that I've developed, Danny, mm -hmm. over the years. It's crazy. I think about, like, three of my closest friends that I play golf with. One's a painting contractor. One's a U.S. Marshal. One's a former Major League Baseball player. All because of the cigar business and the cigar industry. It's a family. I've never seen anything like this, ever. Mm. It's crazy. And, you know, when I have a lot of friends, you know, Angelo, I mean, we got so many friends that I've developed. I'm like, wow, I, I owe everything to this industry. It's crazy. I don't want to go anywhere. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for me, it's, um, I mean, it's the same. It's just like, if, if you know anybody, all right, and not trying to disrespect anybody out there. But if you know any friends that you're like, man, this guy is really like a bad person. Not a bad person, but like maybe dumb or like whatever. You know, like he's not like the greatest guy. But if that person smokes a cigar with you, mm -hmm. you see him with other eyes. Mm -hmm. You see him the other way. Because smoking a cigar is such an um, esoteric thing to do. It's not a, a simple thing to do. Even to light the cigar, even to cut the cigar, you need to know what you do. Yeah, you know, and and you know when you when a person is next to you, if he is a rookie smoking a cigar or if he's been smoking cigars for a long time, and and I, I've been going to Twins, you know, that many years, and every time I sit down in there, and it's no, if I go upstairs and it's somebody that I never seen before, it, not even. Ten minutes go by without we start talking, mm -hmm. and and, and we, we start talking about anything uh, because you get that respect from that person smoking that cigar. Mm -hmm. You automatically give that person a respect for some reason, and that's what I think cigars bring people together that way. Yeah. They do, yeah. you know, and and um, and like you know, many of my friends smoke cigars. I got friends that like they try to smoke the cigar. <clears throat> they try to learn mm -hmm. uh, because. They want to know what is it that they 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 get from this thing, and it's all about friendship. Mm -hmm. It's all about the conversation. It's all about uh, you know what we're gonna do next. Um, and I, I you know I had a a, a, a great um, story where one of the players one day um, I find out that he smokes cigar. He was a superstar, mm -hmm. uh, and and I said to him, hey man, you know when. When are we going to smoke a cigar? He goes, yeah, you know, come to my house or whatever. So, you know, I went to his house and, and, and when we're in the house, we're like, all right, so what are we going to smoke? He goes, 
what are we going to talk about first? Mm -hmm. So he needed to know what are we going to talk about so he can pick the cigar. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even see it that way. And, and it's crazy. It's true. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've, I've never seen any other place or business or group where people from different political stances, different religious stances, different economic stances can all come together mm -hmm. and all of a sudden none of that matters. Yeah. And you have this great conversation with people that you would never meet otherwise, yeah. that you would never associate with otherwise. I, I don't know what it is about cigars that cuts across all those lines. I really don't know what it is, but it's the only place I've found it. Yeah. You'd think Pastor Padron would say it's the church. <laughs> and it's not. You, the, you go and see him and in that even, church. even with I, I, I don't I think I've shared this before, but you know, even you know, from that perspective, the best conversations <clears throat> I've ever had with anybody about faith, about God, or about it have all been at the cigar shop. The worst ones have been in seminary, and the next worst ones were at church because everyone thinks they're right and you're wrong. But I don't know what it is when, when people when you're sitting and talking at the shop, everyone just wants what do you think about this? What do you, tell me about this. You know, explain that. It's a whole different I don't know what it is about this thing in my hand, but it is the great equalizer. And it's one of the things I truly love about the industry here. I can remember when 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 Paul came in and uh I had this resume come in. I'm looking at this resume. I'm like, I was there. I'm like, what? I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando and I are both looking at this resume. Like, I was like, dude, this this guy wants to come work here. Look at this. Look at this resume. He said, Quant. It should be like in Wall Street or something. Yes. So I bring him I, in. He's I like, was. I know. <laughs> I know. He comes from from the financial. That's why I'm here now. <laughs> you know, I look at that. He comes from the financial district. We got a pastor here. You know, it's just. The family's amazing. It's just, it, it is remarkable. What a crazy industry. Love it so much. Pat, what what's drawing? You're the young dude here. I mean, we we could all be your father. What's what's? As a matter of fact, <laughs> your father's here. What 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 has drawn you into the the industry here? I mean, what what you've gotten? Like Sean said, you've gotten certifications and everything to work and to, to learn what's 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 pulled you in so i mean at first i mean i started don't as a, say baking spice baking spice um <laughs> but you know i was a bar back originally mm -hmm. and i was at you know bonfire in manchester so i wanted to get another job and um i started working at twins upstairs and you know being surrounded by you know the clientele and then the cigars i kind of got a little bit interested in it and then you actually kind of took me under your wing in a sense downstairs by kind of showing me different cigars. And as I started smoking it, I, 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 it's just every one was different and they all tasted good. And for the most part, there's a couple of them that you gave me that I wasn't a big fan of. But, uh, <laughs> but it just, I got interested. And I think naturally whenever I do something, I tend to try to take it to another level, whether it's, you know, like a part-time job or it's like a temporary thing. And as I started learning about cigars and how much passion there is in it and how, like, what goes into the blending of it, it was kind of, like, intoxicating. 
and I just, I, I just really wanted to learn more about it. And then the more I learned about it, the more I understood about what I was smoking, the more on top of that I wanted to learn just because it just fascinated me. And then so it just being, snowballed on Yeah, and then just having those conversations with people. And then the thing that really got me into it was when I started doing retail downstairs. And the more that I knew, the more I was able to provide for the clientele. And then the positive feedback from somebody when they get something that you selected that they enjoyed and had like a nice two-hour experience with, yep. like it, it just makes you want to keep doing it, you know? And it just pushes me to keep learning more and more about the cigars so I can continue to have that consistent experience there, so. Awesome. Um, here's a question for you, Sean. You've been, you've been at Twins for a while <clears throat> and, you know, Twins has, has uh, you know, really enjoyed some wonderful success. And Kurt obviously is a big part of that. You're obviously <clears throat> a big part of that. Um, and, you know, as, you know, you're one of the leaders at Twins. You know, there's Kurt and you kind of steering the ship. Where do you see things going? in the next few years how, how do you want to see twins get to the next level of things well Kurt and i have been discussing that as of late uh about where we're going and i i, I can't reveal anything on this show but i will tell you in the next five years yes you can it's gonna be it's gonna be remarkable we have some crazy things coming down the line and we're prepared and that's why we're I'm prepared to start building the team bigger and deeper. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things in the pipeline. A lot of things. Sorry I can't say anything, but I, I see us doing big things in the next two to five years. Big meaning big or big? <laughs> big, dude. Big. <laughs> big. Big things. I want to hear Paul. And and why why you move on from that? Because I have a couple of friends that have moved from that field into other things, and and they what they do after that is a completely one eighty. Yep. I mean it's <laughs> crazy. It is a one eighty. This is a one eighty. It is a one eighty. So why so brought you into the cigar and what kept you here? Well, <clears throat> coming from a corporate background, you know, 25, 30 years in, in corporate America where you're basically, no matter how close they tell you you are as family members, you're really just a number. Yeah. Um, and I worked for companies that were, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 employees. So you are a number. Mm -hmm. You have a badge number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show your badge to get into the place. So, Two, um, four, six, seven, and, uh, one. you know, after, after 20, after, <laughs> Java, yeah. John. after 25 or plus years of working in the financial services industry, I just burnt out. I said, you know, I've taken it as far as I personally can. Um, it was a time where I could have continued on, but I would have been miserable because mm -hmm. I really just didn't know really, you know, how I could benefit from that type of industry or environment. And so I decided that I was just going to take early retirement and uh, I gave myself a little bit of time to think about it. But what the, the common denominator between that, between working there and the time I had to think about it was this. 
Oh, so you smoked cigars? Oh, before. I was smoking cigars for 25 years. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was, right. I've been smoking okay. since the mid 90s. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, and and I just kept developing more of an interest in it. And then you know, one day I woke up and I said, you know what? I kept seeing this twins uh, help wanted ad in in uh, indeed. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. <laughs> so it's still oh, there, people. Oh, it was, oh, it was there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's I still there. I saw, <laughs> so I, I went online. I saw I was there. I said, you know what? I'm just going to cast my fate in the wind and just send it and see what happens. And uh, I threw it in the garbage. I didn't hear back right away. I threw his I, resume I, in the garbage. Yeah, I'm I like, did. Well, he's not going to say, yeah. I wasn't expecting a call back like the next day, but after a couple of days, I said, you know what? I, I'm, I don't want to just let it go. I always follow up usually right afterwards yeah. to make sure they got it. And so I said, is the manager there? And Sean says, speaking, and I said, I am who I am and want to know if you got my resume. I am who and I am. And <laughs> I don't know if he... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am who I, I am. I don't know if he was like, if the sound I heard was him digging it out of the trash barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, oh. in any event, it, it, it turned into a, uh, a great meeting, yeah. and uh, he hired me right on the spot. And This uh, is my I've main been, man. I've been man. there ever since. My right-hand man right here. Love yep. this guy. Yep. So You're amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. I even remember when... Uh, Pastor came in. Oh, yeah. I was there too, Danny. Yeah. All right. That's true. And That's right. He, Orlando entered, you, I, I you interviewed ev everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. And, you were and, part of the interview process? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know How did my resume end up in the trash thing? <laughs> that I didn't know. Because <laughs> you said he's overqualified. <laughs> See ya. I was like, man, I, I, I'm telling you, I've seen so many things in life and. Uh, it, And it always is, like, if you see these people that are in this field, they are trained to do all the things. But they, you know, once they get a taste of this, this industry, they can leave. Yeah. They want to be in it. Yeah. And, and it's so much uh, room to, you know, to improve and to make money and to get better jobs and all that stuff. So um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, when... when, when Uh, Sean told me that, uh, you know, Danny was coming in. And he said, oh, he's a pastor. I said, what? <laughs> Is he allowed to smoke? <laughs> and he goes, well, he's an he's a expert in, like, uh, pipe tobacco and all. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I wanted to know what religions he was a, a pastor <laughs> of. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, but mm. um, tremendous person, super yeah. smart. I mean, overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And that's one of the things about this industry. You usually are overqualified, mm. but you enjoy the cigars so much and, and tobacco and, and all the knowledge and the selling part that, like, it just keep you there. All I can remember is that we were all nervous about swearing in front of you for the first few days. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I didn't care. That went out yeah, the window Sean, pretty quickly, Sean, though. Sean got over that pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so did Prison Nick. Oh, oh, yeah, he, oh yeah. Prison oh, yeah. Nick, prison oh, yeah. Nick <laughs> can't really speak without using yeah. a, some kind of uh, colorful <laughs> language <laughs> after three or four words. We need some big balls of his... Wrong one. There you go. Play. <laughs> yeah, Prisnick. Um, Dave, what about you? What what brought you into this uh, desperation? No, <laughs> desperation. <laughs> no, I was I was I already had a, like uh, I was working in, in management for for uh, food, and that's just hell. 
States. <laughs> you know, you're, you're pretty much, you know, you're paid the same and you work 80 hours a week and it doesn't matter what you do, you know. Uh, and I was just I was just looking for a way out. And uh, I'd always enjoyed, you know, a cigar or two along the years with my brother. And uh, um, they needed help. And I, I think, you know, you asked me. And I ended up, I, I, I think I, if I remember correctly, I came in and talked to you and Kurt was there. I think, you, you know, you and we were just having a conversation and then it just turned into a job. <laughs> but, you know, we worked it out and uh, ended up making more money, which was even better. So, yeah. But I don't, I don't know, um, you know, we're, it's not like I haven't had job offers either, but I just can't. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to work in any other industry, you know. We appreciate you, Dave. Thanks for all you do over there. Yeah. All the behind the scenes. It's a lot of work. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and running hooks it, too. Doing Thank a great you. job, man. Thank you. Can I do a question now, Dan? Yes. So I have a question course. for Sean. So, I, I mean, it's been, what, like 15 years since you started working at Twins? Yeah. Getting close? Mm -hmm. So what is one aspiration you had 15 years ago that has been accomplished <clears throat> today? <clears throat> Good question. I mean, when we started, when I started with Kurt, I mean, one of our biggest challenges was hiring people because we were in a position where we were successful, but we weren't successful enough where we could hire professionals. We had to hire kids, cashiers. So that was our biggest challenge then, and it took me probably, I don't know, probably half that time, seven, eight years to get to a point where we did enough business where we could start bringing in professionals like yourself, Paulie, Danny, Dave. That was huge. So hiring was always the challenge. And I'm, I think I'm most proud of where we're at today. And I look at the crew that we have, you know, from Kendra, mm -hmm. who's just a, awesome. I, I can't speak highly enough about this young lady. She's just uh, remarkable. Yeah. And uh, best of old fashioned man. In uh, best old fashioned, yeah. And, <laughs> and I love her too. She's, uh, you know, we're a little short staff right now in the bar, so you know, it's a challenge, as Pat knows. And uh, but I would say I would say that Pat. I mean, if I had to look at the whole, you know, where we where we were and where we're at, it's it's that. I'm mean, looking at that. I'm like, okay, now we have an A team. Now we can make things happen. Now we can go where we want to go. You know, what's an A team to you? Like, what 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 do you look for eh, in, you know, in, in that? People that are passionate about the industry, the professionals, their people skills are a you know. Psh, way up here um, where they know what to do and know wh what not to do. And, I mean, I look at you I look at you guys on the floor, man, and I can't be more proud. I mean, you know, we got Nick White. We've got Shell, two, two new guys, you know, 90 days. And, and these guys are awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I just look around and, you know, sometimes, you know, we get – sometimes we can nitpick – and look at some of the things that maybe 
we shouldn't be looking at. And for me, I've always been the guy that looks at all the positive, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like to focus on people's strengths and not their weaknesses. Because if I focus on their strengths and help them grow their strengths, the business is going to grow. Right. We'll work on the weaknesses, yeah. but I don't like to focus on the weaknesses. And I look at our crew right now, I just can't be more proud. I don't know if that answers the question, Pat. A little bit, no. I can do it. Yeah, it's fine. We'll take it. <laughs> then I have another one for Orlando. So you do different aging processes with different cigars with Canadian whiskey or spirits. So what is one cigar that you've tried infusing that just failed? It, it, it if there is one. Yes, yes. It, it's been some. Um, <clears throat> the biggest challenge uh, is cigars that have a tremendous uh, pepper in the beginning of the cigar. You know, those cigars are like, some Nicaraguan cigars are like, once you start lighting it up, you feel that, you need to go past that point to enjoy the cigar, in, in my personal opinion. And uh, Oliva was one of those. And, and one of my best friends, TJ, that's his favorite cigar. And, and I, you know, one day he told me, he goes, hey, listen, let's just, just I'm going to give you some Olivas, uh, Melanios, and just, just leave them there. And I was like, all right, you know, I, I don't <laughs> promise you anything, but, you know, let's just do it. And from from his own uh, um, words, he said, after two months, we went to um, um, uh, play around a golf, and we you know we break the, the box and we start smoking these cigars, and I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing yeah. how um, that cigar. It became something super special, and to this day, he said that that's the best Oliva he ever had. Mm. Uh, so, what I find out is that when those cigars are that so peppery like that, what I do is I take them out of the box and I single it, put them in the in the uh, outside in the um, in the tray by themselves, so they can absorb uh, more um, of these fragrance uh, from the whiskey. Um, but all the cigars, like, you know, like Opus, everybody knows I, I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah. an Opus guy. I leave them completely close with the wrapper and everything mm-hmm. in it. And I put the box in there. And, you know, after six weeks, it's just magic. So it's some challenges in there. Uh, but uh, I, I, don't, I haven't had a cigar that uh, doesn't take a little, you know, sometimes uh, 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 Maduro wrappers are hotter to uh, absorb uh, this, uh, this whiskey. That might be because the sugar content so much higher in the Maduro leaf. Mm. Um, that tends to, to <clears throat> keep the cigar from absorbing more of the fragrances around it. Um, we're just about at the end of our first half here, mm. if you can okay. believe it. What's, what's the final verdict here on the uh, Orlando souped-up whiskey 724 Factory 57 Torpedo. Dave. It's just like a molasses bomb. It's crazy good. It's so sweet. Uh, the pairing is definitely pulling it out. I still get, you know, this nice, smooth pepper. Um, it's amazing. Pat. Thank you, Orlando. Yeah, I mean, basically shattering what I said in the first part of the show, but, you know, the back third of the Factory 57, I think, is when that black pepper really becomes more pronounced. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the infusements just at the, I can tell it's smoothed out at this point just because it's that pepper is not overwhelming. It's bl It's like married very well. And then the porter just was a knockout of the park. Yeah. You like that one. <laughs> oh, but, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yep. But, um, <laughs> it, it just enhances the sweetness. And honestly on the porter, it might just be me, but on the finish of it, there is like this nice little spice kind of left on the palate. And I think that's also enhancing that like nice toned down spice in the 57 as well. So, Orlando, I assume you think it's awesome. I, I, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super um, surprised how um, incredible this cigar just came. I mean, I, 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 I have these cigars when he first made it. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Seven, eight years ago with the 57 About came that, out, yeah. I had the first 14. batch. I had the first batch and I told him, I was like, I'm not such a, I'm not a fan of the dog walker, but mm -hmm. this 57 is the bomb. Mm -hmm. And I stopped buying it. And, and, and this is a completely, not different cigar, but like so mellow. Yeah. Uh, I, I can smoke all day this cigar. It's mellow and a good. I mean, there's tons of flavor here. Don't take so mellow to mean yeah, like no, this is toned no, down. No. The flavors are just so smoothed out and, yeah. you know, the enhanced yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Um, it really, it really is great. What Paul? Well, it's also accentuating a lot of those cedar leather, yeah. uh, cedar and earthy tones, and and the port is just outstanding yeah, it with it. Out. Just yeah. absolutely bringing it out. It's mm. beautiful and. Uh, I'll tell you right now, we're spoiled when you come in, my friend. You, yeah. you give us you give us one of your you uh, special deserve, cigars yes. because I'll tell you right now, you think the little dog walker, is, uh, that is my dog walker. What you give me, that is my do that's my next day dog walker. I take my dog to the park and that's the yeah. cigar I'm going to have. That's my relaxing time and that is a special cigar. So thank you so much for that, All right. my friend. Sean, it's really spooled out. It's, it's, I mean, the port helps, but. I got a lot, I, I'm I'm like Pat. I got a lot of sweetness right now. Yeah, to, me too. Towards towards the end of this, it's mm, like so sweet. It's gotten sweeter. Yeah, as it's going exactly. On. Very nice. Yep, uh, I totally agree. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, you're gonna see something that <laughs> you've never seen you've before, never seen <laughs> before, <laughs> or will again, or probably will again, and that is Sean smoking a pipe. Dun, dun, dun. We'll be right back. Yes. All right, everybody, What's we are back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And now we are smoking House Reserve, the 2020 edition. That was the inaugural um, uh, release of that brand. It's something that Cornell and Duh, and uh, Cornell and Duh, Cornell and Deal <laughs> does for uh, uh, retail tobacconists, brick and mortar stores. It's not available online. And uh, let me read off the tin for you. It says, our tribute to dedicated brick-and-mortar tobacconists, House Reserve, offers a familiar, inviting aroma right out of the tin. Cavendish, Burley, and Virginia's are all carefully blended, cased, pressed, and sliced to create this old-school flake tobacco, a special selection for the tobacconist. Um, in addition to the Burley, Cavendish, and Virginia in this, it's topped with uh, a plum topping and some rum, and uh, it's a flake cut. We're still enjoying the 20-year-old uh, port with this. 
I am uh, thinking that the port is going to go very, very well with this tobacco here. Mm -hmm. um, so there were only a thousand tins of this made. Um, we're fortunate twins. We still have uh, several tins left of this stuff, but it is really, really good. It kind of reminds me of a 1970s or 1980s tobacco shop kind of smell. The room note on this stuff is incredible. Um, it's very smooth, very creamy. I get this kind of brown sugary-like foundation, and then that's built on with notes of earth and nuts from the burleys. And then the Virginias top it off with notes of fruit and hay and a little bit of grass. Um, it's a great anytime smoke to me. What, what do you guys think of this? Well, first of all, I got a lot of like rye bread, uh, some, some tangy citrus, mm -hmm. a little bit of fruit and hay mm -hmm. right off the bat. And the retrohale is just super smooth, mm -hmm. super smooth. Um, I think it's very, very, uh, it, it's got a lot of complexity to it, but I'd say it's a nice medium smoke. It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Are you able to keep that lit there? Uh, I'm, getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of pepper on the front of the tongue. Pepper on the front? Yeah. Is that normal? It could be. So, it's your palate. <laughs> it's, it's your palate. You tell me. I know. I just, it's been so long. So, I mean, who knows? I don't, I never, I, I usually there. never, I, don't know. I never usually get pepper on the front of the tongue. It's, it's interesting. Hmm. Orlando, what about you? What do you, what do you think? I, I, I agree with um, Sean. Um, it's a little spicy, hmm. but it's not overwhelmed. Yeah. No. Um, so much of, uh, say, like, kind of like vanilla. Uh, probably uh, baking spice. If you can say that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing with you. Uh, he said the B word. He said the B uh, word. But it's, it's, it's really is. I mean, it, it it's, is. Uh, it is. It's, a, it's a lot of flavor mm. in this in this tobacco. I, I have a I have a theory as to why both of you are getting a little bit more pepper notes right off the bat is because of the port. Okay. The port because it's a very it's very sweet, um, so it is helping to bring out a lot more of the spice tones. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I took a little bit of the of the sip of the port and then had a couple of draws of the tobacco, I got that pepper note. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. I can carry. I just lost it right now. Mm -hmm. That's true. Pat, what about you? Yeah. So the port, like I said in the last segment, kind of leaves your palate like this little like, you know, timid spice. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> capture that, Dave. But um. So the pipe tobacco kind of has spice. like an underlying spice on the palate, and then it, I get more of like a sourdough type flavor. Um, nice stone fruit, so a little bread, bit of rye bread, mm. sourdough. Yeah, just like a you know. We have no idea what we're here. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's very smooth. Retro Hill is really good. Mm -hmm. so. Dave, what do you think? I'm definitely getting the the, the spice uh, right off the bat. Um, to me, I can I can totally get some of that plum on top of the, mm -hmm. the 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 fruit for me. That's what's coming through, but this is it's just really good. Is that is that what it is like? Dry fruit. Yeah, mm -hmm. dried fruit, is? stewed fruit, maybe. Mm-hmm. And pepper. How do you think it's going with the uh, port, Orlando? Oh. Um, I I think it's, it it takes like like Paul said. That's true. I mean, I stopped drinking it right now. And now I don't feel any spices in there. And, and that's in not your of, thing. You don't. You, you're not really a spice guy. No. Right. 
Uh, but I mean, it's it's just incredible. It's a lot of flavor, like you say, and, and, and it's like a lot of dry fruit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um, sweet, mm. uh, but not too sweet. Yeah, you it's know? not it's not an aromatic no, kind no. of thing. The the toppings are there, kind of bringing out more of the sweetness in the tobaccos, I think, than saying, "Hell, oh look, plum and rum." It's yeah. it's more there to enhance what's there. I think it's a I think it's a complementary slash contrasting pairing because it is You're it is helping more. to intensify and enhance some of the tones we've already talked about the fruit, the hay, mm-hmm. the bre- the bready notes. But that contrast is helping to bring out those pepper notes that we wouldn't get on its own. Mm. You picking that up? A little bit. It helps to light it. Oh my gosh, Um, Orlando! What what's your take as a consumer and as a regular customer of Twins? And you know, you 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 kind of got an inside look because of the time that you and Sean spend together. What's what's your take on why Twins has been as successful as it is, uh, I, I think in, in in some wars, I think it's just customer service. Uh, I I I watch you guys work mm. from the beginning, from the minute you guys opened the, the store, uh, the way you treat the customers, the way you help the customers. Mm. It's it's more like, um, and I'm reading a rule. Uh, they say that uh, you know we're not selling tobacco or cigars. We are here helping people picking up or helping picking up tobacco. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys focus on that, and 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 I know uh, I see it firsthand with with Sean for many many years. It's just that's the focus. And then when you go upstairs in the bar, it's the same thing with Kendra. Uh, with Lisa, uh, with all the, 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 you know, with Brie, all the girls out there serving the, the, uh, the customers. It's just about the customer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why you guys get the same people and more people. And they, you know, I, I, I always uh, invite any friends that I have to Twins because of that. Because I know it's not going to fail. It's not going to, they're not going to go, oh, man, they didn't even pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to throw your name because I never say that I never say hey, tell them that I send you you know yeah yeah which yeah. is when people say that to me I'm like ah, I'm not going I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not throwing somebody else's name so they can serve me well you know and and that's one of the things that you guys do is you're just so good at it and uh, you care about the customer yeah it, it's always amazing to me and Paul and Dave and and Pat you know. If you agree with me, you know, let, let me know here. How many times a day do you hear somebody say, is Sean in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is, is Sean here? Is Kurt here? Yeah. You know, I was their first customer. I've been seeing it. And I'm looking thinking, you know, I've never seen you before. Why would Sean know who you are? You know, it's but people are they're always asking. And there's a reason that that happens. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, yeah. every yeah. day, every day at Londonderry, somebody is saying, "Is Sean in? Sean in the is the big man here?" 
you know we hear it all the time and that that speaks so much to the impact you've made on people mm -hmm. who, who seriously may not have been back in the store for years yeah you know it's it's awesome um let me backtrack a little bit i want to do a little cigar confession but i'm gonna pass the baton to sean see how i did that oh, it boy. rhymes even and for you know usually when we do cigar confessions it's it's talking about some pet peeve or you know something we wish people would start doing or something people would stop doing so that they can enjoy their cigar or pipe experience better but what i want to do is like like almost like a twins confession like what are some of the weird yeah. bizarre wacky things that you have seen happen <clears throat> in your 15 years here <laughs> where does he begin so many there are so i mean i mean one you've seen it all i've seen it all i mean one comes to mind that i was telling orlando about him he fell off the chair <laughs> obviously we you know hire a lot of employees i do a lot of interviews yep so i had this you know, we've been looking for some bartenders. I had this young lady come in. Sharp young lady. Mm -hmm. Killed the interview. 30 minutes. I was like, wow, I really like this girl. I can't remember her name, but I'll use your wife, Mandy. Yep. So let's just call her Mandy. All right, Mandy. <laughs> I said to Mandy. All of a sudden, this is going to get really weird, isn't it? Not that way. No, okay. no, no. Yeah. I'm, yep. you know, yep. Go ahead. She killed the interview, and I'm like, Mandy, do you have any questions for me? And she looked at me, and she says, am I allowed to skip? I'm like, hmm. Mandy, I'm a little confused. What do you mean <laughs> by skip? She goes, am I allowed to skip? I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. Can you show me what you're talking about? And she got up and went over to one side of the room and skipped across the floor. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I sit her down and I'm like, Mandy, you're a great skipper. But we do not skip at Twin Smoke Shop. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, holy moly. So now in my head, I'm like, I really like this girl. Mm -hmm. So like, all right, Kendra. What's wrong with a little skipping? Hold on a second. So Kendra, she's you know. She's going to have some drinks. She's going to be skipping with a drink. So now Kendra, <laughs> I tell Kendra, I'm like, I, I kind of really like this girl. So I'm like, I'm going to hide this from Kendra. And I'm going to have Kendra do the interview and see okay. what she does. Yep. So Kendra does the interview and she really likes Mandy. And I'm like, she texts me, she says, I really like Mandy. I'm like, oh, okay. So Kendra comes in one day, and we start talking about Mandy, and I look at Kendra, and I'm like, Kendra, I got to tell you something. She goes, oh, boy. And it's about Mandy. She goes, oh, no, what? I'm like, I was going to hide this from you because I knew you were going to like her, and I liked her, but I can't do it because of how much I love you and respect you and who you are. She asked if she could skip. And Kendra looks at me and he's like, huh? 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? So <laughs> what I do is I get up. I says, let me demonstrate, Kendra. I get up across the room, and I skip across the floor. <laughs> and Kendra, Kendra falls off her chair. She just starts laughing. She goes, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I'm not kidding you. I'm like, wow. So that comes to mind. Okay. Funny story. That is a funny story. You got another one? I got so many, but let's, we'll move on to another something else. We're moving on to something else. <laughs> What's something you wish people would start doing or stop doing that would help them enjoy their cigar better that you see all the time? You see people, you see people do stuff all the time. I mean, obviously, the the, the, the things that we all see, you know, like I'm not a big fan of someone licking their cigar and then using someone else my cutter or your cutter yeah you know like <sighs> i don't mind elena doing that but I, I think that's one of my pet peeves if if so is that you know don't lick your cigar and then start cutting the cigar you know with yeah. with my cutter you know yeah so yeah what about you, you paul use, if you want to use that's, pat's cigar that's his cutter yeah, that's fine that's right up there yeah that, or, right or, up there. or do as we talked about the jihadist beheading versus a Jewish moil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taking off a third of the cigar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody buys an Atabay oh, and he's oh, talking it up it. and everything, and then they lob Boom. an inch off the top of the cigar. And it unravels right I, audibly, I audibly gasped I when I saw that. I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, just, uh, you just, I, I uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. I mean, Moving. there's so there's so many things we could talk about. I mean, it's like, you know. Every so often, Kendra will call me and say, "Hey, I got to send someone down to the principal's office." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> so normally, I'm in a position where I got to throw someone out, and I've had to throw a bunch of people out of the out of the shop. So it's mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> once the principal comes out, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> principal Reiner. Yep. <laughs> Orlando, so, Orlando, do you have a do you have a good Sean story for us? Yeah. Good Sean story. A good Sean story. I, I mean, mean, he, he kind of say a little bit about it, but um, so so we've been playing golf every Monday, <laughs> and uh, you know, Here we I, go. I, I we we play with one of the uh, cigar reps. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I, you want me to say his name. Yeah, Eric. Eric. Hammer and Sickle. Hammer and Sickle. Good friend. VP. Great friend. Not a good Great friend. Great friend. friend. And he, he... Good golfer, too. Yes. And he gets us in his, you know, his company has a membership in one of the golf courses in uh, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, we're playing it there. And he's, he's telling me before, he goes, man, you know, I, don't, I, 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 I feel uncomfortable sometimes when Sean hits the ball in the woods. <laughs> And and he, he gets really mad. I was like, no, man, he's he's not mad. He's just, you know, he's just frustration. <laughs> but that particular time, he comes with two dozens of this um, Callaway, brand new Callaway balls with the yellow. So they just came out with these yellow balls, beautiful, like fifty dollars a dozen. And and he's just bragging about it and blah 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 before the you know before we start playing. By the time we get to hole number fifteen, 
my man only have two balls left. <laughs> so, I mean, you can imagine this guy. He, he is <clears throat> furious. He is just cannot hit the ball straight. And then he, he comes up and, you know, and, and hole 15 and, and uh, four oaks is, is, is a dog, uh, right? Um, right, I think it is. And, and like, right. And I mean, he's smoking left, lose one ball, and, and he's just, you know, he just lost it in there. Lost it. I never seen him like that. I mean, he's, he's just counting his ball. He's asking people for balls. <laughs> and I, don't, I, don't I have wanna, no balls. <laughs> Can I borrow your balls? Yes, just like that. And I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to give my my balls to him. <laughs> he's gonna lose them. <laughs> but uh, he, I mean, he's he's such a great guy that uh, he's a sweetheart. So you know, of course, we 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 let we you know. Well, the the, the story is. I bought some of these Hoka hiking shoes. Oh my God, that's true. And, and they're very comfortable. And I decided to wear them. I'm like, wow, I'll wear these playing golf. They already got the cleats on the bottom of them. What I didn't realize is the Hokas are like almost two or three inches higher. Higher, yeah. So next thing I know, I'm just I can't even hit the. I'm hitting. I how many balls did I lose? Fourteen. Yes. Fourteen balls. Gone. See ya. I'm like, this probably wasn't a smart idea to wear these sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Blame the sneakers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. Uh, so one day we, super early, I think it was like 8.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, and it's only Sean and I in the store. And for some reason, this guy is waiting outside in the parking lot. Waiting outside in the parking lot, he's waiting for the door to be open, and and he couldn't take it anymore. So he came in and he knocked in the doors, and, and Sean just saw him and said, "Man, this customer is like he's too early. Let me just get a, get rid of him. Like whatever he's gonna buy, he can go." So he opened the door. The guy comes in, and the minute he saw him, before the guy say anything, he goes. I don't think we sell what you're looking for. And I'm like, why, why are you saying that? I mean, and, and the guy's like, uh, you guys don't sell these? He was looking for some type of cigarette with some stuff in it or whatever. And, and he's like, no, go to the other, like, they sell it over there. He was looking for the vape. The vape, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I said to him, how the hell you know? Like, I thought he was desperate for a cigar. He goes, no, I saw his face, and I know he's a vapor. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it, you can it, see them coming from a mile you away. You can see but... it, like, it, was, it was amazing. I was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> you get to a point, you know, you can see the roll-your-owns coming in. Yep. You know oh, who yeah. they are. Mm -hmm. yep. you know, from way out. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. All right, Sean, I got a question for you oh, that boy. I think you're going to love. <clears throat> this is this is an opportunity question for you. All right. If you could have, if you could change one thing about how cigar reps 
approach you at the store, what would that be? Don't come in on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come in on Tuesday. Tuesday's my Monday. Leave me alone. And don't come in on Saturday. No. I mean, I've always, honestly, all the reps are like my, you know, obviously I deal with them on a daily, weekly basis. And they're all right. my, actually, they're all my very good friends. So I've always made them welcome to come in anytime they want. No appointment necessary. And I've always just lived up to that because, you know, they got a job to do. I have a job to do. And, and right. sometimes... I like that when they come in and they hound me because sometimes out of sight, out of mind for me. So right. I could be out of a lot of different product that I'm not even aware of mm. because I'm not, you know. So to me, the reps that come in and hound me, not hound me, but want to get around me, other guys I'm going to be doing a lot of business with. Right. Because they care about twins and they want to make sure twins is moving in the right direction and they right. want to do anything in their power to help out. Right. So we got a lot of those guys, man. I, I mean, we got such a close niche family of Cigar representatives of uh, some amazing companies. It's just, it's just crazy, man. It's like, wow, you know, from Eric and you know, mm. just all the all the different individuals that I deal with. It's, uh, it's, it's really been uh, amazing. But all you reps watching, you heard him. Don't come in on Tuesday. Don't come in on Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Those are your days. Tuesday, <clears throat> Tuesday is Sean's day. No, no, you're trying to get all your, you're trying to get caught up from the weekend, deal mm -hmm. situations that have happened over the weekend. And, uh, or, it, or usually a Monday afternoon, he's losing that match, that tennis match to that 65 year old. That's the truth. And he's just beyond counseling. All right, this, this is driving me nuts. Give me, give me oh, oh, my God. <clears throat> I need to meet that 65-year-old guy. <laughs> Beat you every every Sunday night. He's crazy. He's crazy good. It's All amazing. Right. Thank you. Put that <clears throat> put that in your mouth. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Is that mm. better? Mm -hmm. So, Danny, when you pack a pipe... Mm -hmm. You pack it light to hard, correct? Yes. The, the biggest problem, though, people have with packing the pipe is, do you ever think a pastor was going to say that? The biggest th problem people have is that they don't pack it tight enough. But you're so but you nervous wanna, you wanna about go, it. You want to go light at the beginning, though, right, and kind of gradually grow the tightness to the top? The, the best way, it, there's, there's a million different ways to, to do it. The way that I have found works for me is gravity fill your pipe like you were, yeah. right, all the way to the top. Take your tamper and stuff it till it's halfway down. Okay. And then gravity fill it again and stuff it until it's about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way up. And then if you want more in there, you know, fill it up to the top again. But in the, in, the, in the end, you want it just below the rim of the pipe. And you really want to be able to, to put some pressure on that. It should bounce. It, you should be able to push it a little bit. It should bounce back a little bit. Kind of like when you squeeze the foot of a cigar. Yeah. You know, you, get, you can squeeze it and it bounces back. And when you draw through the pipe, it should feel like you're pulling water through a straw. 
Yeah. If you feel like you're pulling air through a straw, it's too loose. Too okay. loose. And if you feel like you're sucking on a Wendy's Frosty, it's too tight. Yeah. But most people never get to that point. And if you don't pack it tight enough, there's so much air between the tobaccos that it won't it won't light. It's like an underfilled cigar. That it you know it just yeah. won't stay lit because the heat just won't stay trapped in there. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad I'm not smoking a pipe after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be changing soon too. Um, that's not going to change. <laughs> Orlando, can I can I ask a, a sporty kind of question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What um, what do you think about um? What's going on right now in the in Major League Baseball that you think is yeah good, bad, ugly? Great. You know, go go for it. Yeah, great question. Um, so, so for for many many years, many years, um, uh, as a player, um, once you you start going into the forty-man roster, and then you, you you're in the big leagues. You're in the big league team. Um, you start getting all these, you know, memos and all these meetings with the player association, <clears throat> right? And and the player association uh, in the beginning, when I was there, uh, Don Fair was the president, mm -hmm. super smart guy, uh, and and he knew really what. Uh, a union was, and and then we were very close as a players. Um, we knew that uh, what and what what it need to be done to get things to get the things that we want, and um, that had changed. You know, he moved on. He went to the to hockey, and uh, so they 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 hired his second uh, man. Uh, in that time, um, I forgot his name right now. He he only was in the job for like five years. He he unfortunately died of cancer, and 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 then the players decide, why don't we just get a former major league player to represent us? And that's when they got Tony um, Tony Clark. And uh, I was out of the I, I was out of the big leagues, but I was following a little bit, mm -hmm. and and I find out that like, they lost things that like really like players really want, mm. and, and I was surprised that like they were giving that away, which was not part of the deal. That you know, people really enjoyed those things, and they took it away. Now you know, fast forward. And you see the game has changed so much, and it's so much individuality, mm -hmm. you know, with the Instagram and, and, and Twitter, you know, players really kind of split out because everybody can say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to say anything about everything. And, and then now with the bargain agreement, you know, owners, they know that it's not a family anymore it's not a union percent anymore you know they have a union but they don't they not close enough so you know they put in pressure on the players and uh i i think that the the, the two points uh they need to get to an agreement with 
the Saturday cap. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we were told we were told that like Saturday cap was was bad for baseball, but as a player, like the the way I was, I was a um, a role player. I was not a superstar. I was not the guy that was asking to do everything. I was a guy that like was in the background, okay, you know, yeah. putting things together and then let the big guys. Now is your time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not getting paid the money that I was deserved mm-hmm. because the main concern for the player association was the superstars getting paid as much money as they can. Mm-hmm. So that creates a huge gap between the rookie players and the top superstars yeah. with the salaries. The people in the middle were not getting paid. Right. Um, and then that's why you comes Tampa, comes uh, um, um, Oakland, mm-hmm. teams where like they figured it out. They're like, they don't need to have superstars mm-hmm. to win 95 games. They only need good rookie players and guys in the middle. Right. So their, their, their um, payroll, that's an like $600 million, mm-hmm. right? And, and it works. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't blame them for doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and m- more teams are taking um, um, this kind of uh, behavior and, and trying to, like, implement that kind of uh, 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 things into the teams. So players that are playing for eight, nine, ten years, there are going to be um, um, free agents can't get a job anymore because those guys are going to make 15, 12, 15, 17 million dollars without being superstars. And teams can't afford to have those guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, and it's more of these players than the superstars. Right. And, and so they, what they're talking about is having a salary cap, mm-hmm. which means if the owners have a, have a, a, a top Meaning, listen, we can only spend $180 million on the payroll. Now, as a, as, a, as a player, you can tell them, well, if you want only 80, 180, $180 million on top, we want 130 on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So now Auckland can't do that anymore. Right, right Or Tampa right. can't do that anymore. Now Auckland and Tampa and Kansas City needs mm-hmm. to hire these guys. They're not, they don't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. And everything ba- balance it out. And the only cut would be those superstars that are making, you know, $40 million a year. You can only have one. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you see, for example, the Angels. The Angels have five superstars. Yeah. And they're making $40 million. But they can't make it to the playoffs. Mm. Because they, they, they don't have any more money to pay anybody else. Right. But if they can only have, let's say, trial, mm-hmm. making fifty million, now you can the rest of the money you can give it to people that really, really can get the job done in the battle, and and, and I think that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And and once they do that, I, I think we we're gonna have a season. Man, you you kind of saw that last night with Brady and the Buccaneers. That game, I mean, coming back from twenty-seven to three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ties the game. Oh my god! You know, but it's like it, it can't all just be Brady. It has to be. You have to have the rest of the team for it to, <clears throat> to work. And 
And uh, it's the same with any of these big team sports. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, Michael Jordan on your team or, or you know, whoever. It's it's. Well, that's if a, you don't have those. That's different. If you have Michael Jordan on your team, you're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I mean, and even with Brady. Mm-hmm. Even with Brady, when you got that type of caliber player like that in your team, mm-hmm. you really don't. Need a lot. Well, nobody else could have made the comeback nobody, last night. That's, that's nobody what else could have made the comeback. But if you don't have the guys, you know, on the defense who are able to make stuff happen, it doesn't matter how good the one player is. You know, you have to you have to have a team that's working together and that everybody everybody is supporting everybody else. Yes. Total. I totally agree with that. Um, You've already said, you know, and we all know that you, you're retired now from Major League Baseball. Kind of retired, yeah. Kind of retired. But what, well, you're retired from Major League Baseball. You're not retired, retired. I mean, you still do what? What, what do you do in your retirement? What, what does retirement look like for Orlando Cabrera? Oh, my God. Um, what do you do with your time? Well, I, I, I do the, the. I mean, the, I know, you know, you spend, you spend about 40 hours a week in Sean's office. But yes. I mean, what do, you, what, do you do anything else? With the other 40 hours? <laughs> Uh, I, I I have a job. I, I work for a company called um, um, Gentrus uh, Wealth Management, mm-hmm. and uh, to this day we we manage uh, almost a billion dollars in uh, baseball players' uh, money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm a consultant in that in that company, and um, you know we we trying to uh, teach. These these young guys, these young players, how to save their money. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so when they retire, they can actually still live. When so when they retire, they can spend forty hours in twins smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and and it's hard. It's a hard work, but um, you know, guys are, are learning more and more, and and um, they understand the concept, and. Um, you know, it makes me proud when I when I you know have guys that play with me as clients, because mm. because they really you know they got it. You know, they got it. They say, you know what, this this is the time I'm gonna listen to this guy, mm. and uh, you know I might not drive in the, the the Ferrari that these guys wants to drive, but it's just about conservation after you retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's you know those those three hundred fifty thousand dollar paycheck every two weeks mm-hmm. they're not coming yeah they're not coming but if you're spending those three hundred thousand dollars every month you know you're gonna be in trouble mm-hmm. and uh so we you know we're trying to teach them that and um you know besides that uh my foundation Orlando cabrera foundation has uh runs an academy in colombia that prepare uh young kids um to uh, in baseball to sign professional uh, um, contracts mm-hmm. uh, with baseball teams. So, uh, so far we've been very, very successful. Uh, we we kind of like um, uh, on the market in Colombia, mm-hmm. and and as you, as you can see, is a lot of Colombians now playing the big leagues. Is is uh, because of that? Because mm-hmm. a lot of academies in Colombia are bringing these kids uh, to this level where they can learn um, how. How, how to play the game and how to uh, develop 
uh, in a fast rate because you know that's one of the, the the way that we teach these young kids it's like you don't need to spend seven eight years in the minor leagues mm -hmm. you can only spend three years and be in the big leagues when you're 20 21 and that's what you see you know so far you know Soto and and all these big stars at 20 22 years old they they superstars mm -hmm. is because things like that academies in in, uh, in in Latin America are doing a tremendous job with this with these young players that's awesome Sean, is there a question you would like to ask Orlando? Do you really want to play tennis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I already beat you and all those guys in golf. <laughs> guys that have been playing for 25, 30 years. And trust me, guys out there, Athleticism has nothing to do with golf. Zero. Right? Mm -hmm. you, will you agree with me? What's that? You don't need to be athletic to play golf. Zero. Now, tennis is another monster, but, you know, I think I have uh, about six to a year to get to uh, close to your level so I can compete with you. I, I don't think I can beat you, but I think I can get to uh, six a, three or a, a three or a five, something like that. How, how does that ranking again? You told me? You need to be a six or a seven or something. What rank? <laughs> That's 65-year-old. What, what is his ranking? He's a solid four or five player. Four or five? All right, I can get to but an eight maybe. An eight? An eight. That's satellite. That's U.S. Open stuff, dude. Oh, so the higher the better. Okay, yeah. so maybe a, a minus one. You're a two. A two, all right. Okay, that's high. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll probably be a four or five within a year mm -hmm. after working with me. All right. <laughs> that's my goal is to teach him the sports and then have him just whip me. Whip you. No problem. I'm in. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps you humble. <laughs> Absolutely. Humility is a very good thing. Absolutely. We all need it. <clears throat> can I do a question real quick? Yeah, you can do a question. Yep. So this is for um, both Sean and Orlando. So what got you into cigars? Like, so I, I, like your first ever cigar, like what was the experience and what got you into it? Uh, well, for me, um, I was, a, I was a, a Muhammad Ali guy. <clears throat> I, I, I grew up. Uh, with a huge poster poster in my house, my mom loved this man, loves him, and and you know she you know back in Colombia, we didn't have a, you know the TV or the all the channels, but I was always asking her, who is this guy? What is this sweaty guy in my in the house? <laughs> huge poster. What is this sweaty guy? Yeah, he was he was a he was, was a poster of Muhammad Ali, sitting down like that. I mean, just after a workout. And, and she's just like, that's he's the biggest man in the world right now. I'm talking about early 80s, so he already retired, semi-retired. And uh, then I, you know, playing baseball, I always thought about that guy, thought about Muhammad Ali. And um, then I picked up basketball, and, and then Michael Jordan came in. And, and this guy was just... My idol. I, I, I was like, I want to be this guy. And um, fast forward to the 90s, he won one of those championships, and, and he's with a cigar in his mouth. And I go, wow, 
what is that thing that he has in his mouth? Like, why did they allow him to do this thing? You know, why he's smoking? And, and he said, no, that's a cigar. I didn't even know about cigars. And I was like, I, I'm going to do that. And, and, and I remember asking my father, I was like, hey, anywhere, you, when you go to the United States, if you find one of those sticks with tobacco, I want one of those big ones. <laughs> one of those sticks with tobacco. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it. And I, I'm a, I was like 1992, 1993. <laughs> and uh, then I signed professional uh, and came to the United States. And, and the first thing I did when I came, I was in West Palm Beach uh, in 1994. I was looking for a place that I can buy a cigar. And that's when I had my first cigar, and 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 it was just because of Michael Jordan, and I enjoy it, and and then I I decided I can smoke cigars. You know, I was I was old enough. Uh, I was always hiding it from my mom. My mom pff, hated it. Does and she still hate it? She just you know. She's accepted it now. Pastor, I'm a grown man. I can I can smoke. <laughs> I can smoke. That's exactly what I told my mom. I'm a grown man. I can I can smoke. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, I always had a cigar, and it became became a ritual for me because I find out that Michael Jordan was smoking before the games, and I was just like, "What? How can he smoke before the games?" And I was like, "I gotta do that." He's doing that. I'm doing that. And I start smoking before the game. Every single game, I, any, any stadium, I go in the, in the bleachers and I smoke a cigar. Uh, and, and I was, you know, some, some stadiums, they're trying to throw me out, like tell me to, you know, like, hey, put it down. And I'm like, nope, I'm not putting it down. I still have that jersey on. I'm not putting my cigar until I'm done. And, and like we talked like talk about it before, he allowed me to to get to know these these not famous people, but the people that own the teams. Mm. You know, they all smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. You know, they they and, and they invite me to their places. Hey, let's smoke a cigar after the game. And like, I mean, I'm talking to this billionaire about cigars. Mm. You know, it's it's just such a uh, a, a tremendous thing. It's, it's never been anything negative about smoking cigars for me. Was there a specific cigar you had before a game that you always went to, like a ritual type thing, or um, any, any cigar that I can, you know, get my hands on? And and um, and I think in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, my wife Katie got me this, uh, introduced me to Opus X. Uh, she got me this uh, monthly <laughs> thing that I, you get cigars, and every month they always send me this. Opus X, and I was like, man, what's this cigar? Opus X, and because it was hard to to get, you couldn't get it anywhere. And uh, but I became an Opus 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 X guy for for that moment on, and I, I, it was usually an Opus X that I smoked before a game. Didn't you say you used to smoke like the acid cool? The acid. Um, so in the beginning, uh, in Montreal. Every time I was smoking, people were complaining. It's like, hey, man, somebody's smoking right now. What is, what is this smoke, whatever? So I said, oh, man, I got to go to something different. And I found out the, the, the acids. And, and one of the, the, the peculiar things that the acids have is that the smoke doesn't smell like a regular tobacco. Right. Yeah. It smokes, it smells sweet. Aromatic, yeah. And I was smoking one day, and people were just like, 
oh my god you changed you know like telling the, the clue how man you changed the, the the thing like oh we love this smell and i'm just in the back smoking and i was like all right yeah acid is so i start smoking acids from Elyon. do you remember what your first cigar was yeah it was a tiamo mexican san andreas but for me it was like I remember in 1986, it was Red Auerbach and Larry Bird when they won the championship, and they were mm. smoking cigars. I'm like, wow, look at these guys. And then, then Scarface, when he's smoking a cigar in the, in hot, the tub. hot tub. Yeah. I'm like, man, who put this thing together? Yeah. <laughs> Me. There's nothing like smoking a cigar in the hot tub. Mm. No, nothing. Nothing like it. Nothing. Yeah. Pastor, have you done that? Yes, I have. Wow. Yes, I have. That's in my bucket list. I don't think my wife would. Allow me to do that. <laughs> oh. Well, well, we'll. Thought you were a grown man, man. Not <laughs> <laughs> in there. Oh. And I said it. I said it to my mom, not to my wife. I said it to my mom. Mm. All right. Well, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to work on that. We'll have to work on that. Um. And it's or, funny. I can remember because I was an honor roll. I was young. The yeah. Yep. yeah. Someone kicked something. I don't know. I'm out. No, you, oh, there you are. Okay. You're, up. You're, up. You're back. Okay. You're back. So I'd, I'd travel, uh, you know, throughout New England, but I would always stop uh, off of Exit Five when when Kurt just opened his shop, like '97. Yeah. Just this little. Little shop, I'd go in there, pick out a TMO or pick out a CAO. At that time, was was popular. Yep. That's kind of how I got to kind of meet Kurt and so forth in the beginning when he was just the little tiny shop. It was crazy. Yeah, the CEO, the CEO was mine too. Yeah. My, my first cigar, the Cameroon. Was it the Brasilia? The no, it was, the, it was the anniversary Cameroon. Oh yeah, the Cameroon. Yeah, yep. that was nice. Yep. And Macanudo was my first cigar. <laughs> yep. Macanudo. 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 But I've always been a fan of the San Andreas. I just Yeah, mm. San Andreas has quickly become my my thing. My first cigar was a Baccarat. Baccarat. Oh, yeah. Baccarat. Baccarat. Wow. <laughs> Pastor with a Baccarat. Pastor with a Baccarat. Yeah. Has to be. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we're pretty much at the end of our show. What do you guys What's the final verdict on uh, the, the House Reserve 2020? Put what my guys, cigar down. What do you guys think? Well, I got to say, um, <laughs> I enjoyed the tobacco on its own, but I got to say that the port really, really was phenomenal with it. It really helped to intensify specifically uh, that pepper note mm -hmm. and the, the fruit note for me. I thought it was a very, very good, uh, very, very good pairing. I really enjoyed it. Do you remember enough, Sean, of the uh, tobacco to talk about it? Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. He's pulling a, a, a Robbie. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Orlando, what do you think? I think he's it's, it's awesome. I mean, for a guy that don't, I don't smoke my pipe that much, um, I, I, I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, for, for you guys that smoke pipe, come to the shop and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, you will not be disappointed. I, th I think it's, it's really good. And like Paul say, I think the uh, the Tony uh, pour really, really uh, pair well with it. Oh, yep, definitely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree with that. Pat, what about you? 
It was good. It was very consistent. Didn't you know get bitter or burn weird throughout mm -hmm. the bowl. It was actually very. Usually when I pack, like what, what kind of cut is that again? It's called a flake. Yeah, usually flakes. I'm kind of like eh, with, but flaky my, with flakes. Yeah, yeah. But my pipe was packed very well this time, and I got a lot of flavor out of it. And it's the port was awesome. Like mm -hmm. I haven't obviously had that tobacco prior to that, so I can't right. speak to it on its own, but. It's like the sweetness and that little bit of spice on the finish just really brought out that pipe tobacco. So, mm -hmm. Dave, what about you? Yeah, lots of dark, dark stewed fruits and uh, pepper, mm -hmm. and the 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 pairing just enhanced that. You know, it was uh, absolutely wonderful. This was my, my this was actually my favorite pairing. I liked it better than the cigar. I really, the pipe pairing better. Yeah, very cool. What um, about you? Me, I enjoyed. I'm on. I'm on my second bowl. I thought about going back to the cigar, but I realized I, I smoked it all, um, so I had to refill. Well, it's more. Refill it's more tobaccos there. in there. You know. Uh, you know. Th this the cigar is is one of those things. If if we were in a different place, I would have just stuck the butt into my pipe and smoked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know that is a pipe, pipe worthy, worthy pipe worthy cigar. There, I'm just smoking a second one. You're just smoking a second <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is why I told you people you've seen something that you will probably never see again. Um, but we have pictures, right, Dave? We're gonna make big posters. Yep. Big cutouts. Yep. It's gonna be good. Um, next week, actually, Eric Wentworth is gonna be on the oh, show. Nice. Uh oh. Yep. And um, he's going to be. Uh, introducing us to the 2021 release of the EPH, nice. which is a special limited run cigar that they uh, do to honor um, Eric Hansen, who was the founder of Hammer and Sickle. And, um, the, and I smoked late, these. late last them. year, they came out with a Toro. The first one that came out several years ago, 2019, correct, was a Torpedo, which we've smoked then. We smoked it, a, you know, just. A number of months ago, I think. Yep. Yes. With two years of age on it, and that cigar was amazing. And the Toro is yeah. fantastic. Amazing. That's a Dominican tobacco. Right? That's a Dominican yeah. tobacco, yeah. and uh, it's fantastic. And Eric Super. blended that uh, himself uh, in honor of um, uh, Eric Hansen, and so we're excited to have him on the show. We'll be pairing everything, of course, with Hammer and Sickle vodka because. <laughs> What else would you do? What else would you <laughs> What do? else would you do with that? But that'll be fun, you know. So we'll get the rest of the uh, golfing stories, I think, next week when oh boy. when Eric is on, and uh -oh. that's going to be an all cigar show too. We're going to be focusing on that Toro, so it's going to be a really good time. I Thank have a couple of questions that I want you to put in there for him. You let me know Eric. what they are, okay. and, and I will make sure that that happens. Please, and I will give How you all the credit. How he's going to beat me this year? And if he already have my Jordan's shoes <laughs> laid down for me. Oh, okay? he was supposed to get you shoes? If I beat him this year, which I will. Okay. All okay. right. Eric, if you're watching, it's been laid down. The gauntlet has been thrown to the floor. Are you going to pick it up? I guess we'll find out next week on Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for being with us tonight, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yep. Great show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for all you do. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. 
You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.